Yo, what's good? Welcome back to episode nine of the Ignore the Whistle podcast. I'm your host, Anshul Dandapani, and I'm joined by Amanuring. Anyway, there's trouble. Boat. <laughs> Not even Aces. Tony. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go over our top five running backs going into the 2021-2022 offseason. Or season, sorry, my bad. But, um, okay, so let's start off with Andy. What are, what are your top five running backs going into the season? All right, so my top five running backs next year, I got – I'll start at five. Um, I got Dalvin Cook at five. Um, Saquon at four. I got Kamara at three. Henry at two, and of course McCaffrey at one. Um, I think honestly, I think I got McCaffrey at one just because you know last year that man was, I mean he was virtually unstoppable in like maybe two or three games he played in, and I think if he's fully healthy, I think he's definitely gonna be a number one. And then you know Henry obviously he's up there because you know he was two K rusher last year, and then Kamara. I think honestly I could put Kamara and Saquon just flip them because I don't know how successful Kamara is gonna be. Um, with, you know, either probably Jameis at quarterback. We don't even know how that situation is going to play out. And then Saquon, um, obviously, he can't come in off an ACL, so I can't, you know, really put him that high. And then Dalvin Cook, I think, honestly, is just – I think he's going to be a top five running back for the next couple of years at least. So what are your thoughts on – okay, so you have Saquon and McCaffrey on that list, right? So yeah. What do you what do you think about them both recovering from injuries? I mean, like obviously McCaffrey played pretty well, even like he was injured like majority of the season, but the games he did play, he did play pretty well. So, what what are your thoughts on like the potential for them to get injured again? I don't know. Um, I think I think McCaffrey's a. I'm not sure about his durability. I think probably. I mean, his two injuries were an ankle sprain and like a shoulder injury, so not like. They're not too severe, but kind of like, you know, ticky-tacky injuries that kind of put you out for a few weeks. But I think Saquon's, you know, a little bit, um, you know, more dangerous just because he's coming off an ACL, which is obviously pretty big. So I think, you know, with Saquon, you got to – I think the Giants will probably be careful with him at the first couple of weeks just to make sure, you know, he doesn't really um, re-aggravate that. But I think McCaffrey, I'm, I'm confident that he'll stay healthy for majority of the year. All right. Uh, all right, let's go. Indian Jesus, Anish, let's go. What's your list? Yeah, so um, um, number five is Kamara for me. Number four is Cook. Number three is Saquon. Two is Mr. 2000 Yards, my boy Derek. And number one is McCaffrey. Fair. Pretty similar list, but yeah, those are my top five. Solid, solid. I, I was just curious. Uh, do you think, because like Dalvin Cook, he had a pretty good season this year, but do you think maybe he could go up higher in that list just depending on like, you know, how he starts out the season, I guess? I don't yeah, know. For sure, for sure. Yeah, probably. We'll see. I don't know. All right. All right. Uh, Nyan, the GOAT. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I actually have a guy at five that hasn't been mentioned yet. I have Nick Chubb, Mr. Chubby. There we um, go. Yeah, a good uh, he's been a really consistent runner um, for pretty much his entire career. Um, obviously, obviously, like Brown's offensive line um, definitely had some nice additions um, this past offseason. But 
Trevor's been consistent every year, putting up a thousand yards, and even coming back from injury, he was still insane. Um, so yeah, that's my rationale for number five. Number four, I have Dalvin Cook. Um, he honestly like he kind of looked, he was kind of having sort of an MVP type season. Um, but then again, it's like his position is running back, so like it's kind of hard for running backs to win that that um that award. Um, but he still had a really good season. Um, definitely carried them to some nice wins, especially that Packers win, which you know we love to see. Um. Okay. Yeah, that was he was really good this season. And then three is Kamara, but honestly, like you could probably switch Kamara or Cook for me. Um, I think both of them are like incredibly talented and can do like a multitude of things. Um, but Kamara just like I feel like he's a much more well-rounded uh, QB, and he's kind of like he's kind of like nearly that entire offense. Um, Saints' offense was still really good, even with Michael Thomas out the entire year, pretty much. Um, but they were still a really good offense, so I think that was um, partly because of him. And then number two, I have Derrick Henry, uh, 2K rushing yards this season, like Anoush mentioned. Um, I mean, he's been really, really good. Um, I mean, he's a, probably the best pure runner um, in the entire NFL. Uh, so, yeah, he's not under two. And then one is CMC. Um, I haven't seen him get some, like, disrespect recently. Um, people are kind of, like, underestimating his value. I don't think people realize – how valuable a 1,000 yard receiver and rusher is. Um, like, that's pretty much your entire offense. I know they now have, they, they have some nice pieces with the addition of Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Um, so, if they get a QB, like, I expect nothing but um, big things for McCaffrey next season. And then I know you guys mentioned Saquon, but I really have to see a lot of some more to Saquon this year. Um, he's coming off an of AC injury, which is, although it's, it's becoming easier to deal with those kind of, kind of things. Um, I kind of need to see more than more from him. I know that offensive line isn't uh, very good, but this is definitely, I feel like, a proving year for him. He, he has a lot of talent, though. One thing I have to say about Saquon is they did improve their offense a lot, like, just through free agency, like we'll talk about later. But, like, I think that'll probably take some load off of Saquon, I guess, like, yeah. in terms of the offense. He's definitely, like, the main target. And that was, like, probably mm-hmm. part, part of the reason he got injured, in my opinion. But, yeah. Yeah. Also, I was kind of surprised. A lot of you guys have, like, Dalvin Cook lower than I thought he'd be after coming off, like, a really good season. So, like, I just want to hear some of you guys' rationale for that. Any thoughts? What there's I just would too say many is, like, talented running backs. Yeah, there's just other, like, talented running backs. Like, even though Dalvin Cook was so good, keep in mind, like, there's a ton of other weapons there on Minnesota. I mean, they had Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. That's two number one wide receivers and I'm not saying that Dalvin Cook is successful because of them, but, you know, I, I feel like that's, like, a huge part of it. Like, you go to Tennessee, Derrick Henry, like, A.J. Brown, he missed the uh, first couple games of the season. And, I mean, Henry was always good throughout the season, but I don't think Corey Davis is a number one wide receiver. He's not like Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson. I think A.J. Brown is good, but I don't know. I just kind of see it like that. Um, my list, I had Cook at five, Henry at four. And then my top three were Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, oh. and then CMC. Actually, sorry, not CMC, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I just feel like Henry, teams are going to start figuring him out. That's why he's a little bit yeah, low on I agree. Like, I agree. like we yeah. saw in the Ravens, uh, what is it, divisional? Or no, wild card round. Uh, what did he have, like 20 carries for like 40 yards or something? I mean – that's not a good performance. And I think the teams are going to, you know, study that game and they're going to do a better job at, you know, limiting his, his 
success. Um, but I think as Nine was saying, Nick Chubb, he's completely underrated, and I don't think anyone included him, so I got him at three. And then my top two, CMC and Kamara. Um, I think Kamara is a little bit like a, a less ver- lesser version of CMC. Like, yeah, I agree. He, he's, a, he's a pass catcher. Yeah. He's a runner. I mean, he there was that one highlight against the Packers. I know Andy probably knows it, but <laughs> yeah. where he just catches a screen pass and goes like, how many yards is that? 60 or something, but something like that. Yeah. He's just, he's great at breaking tackles and whatever. And I mean, I mean, people have looked and seen that Camara has like, um, you know, he has less yards or whatever than CMC, but that's also because he gets less carries or less catches or whatever. So I got those two as my top two. Um, and that's kind of just how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we got to go to Amon, last person. Amon, what's your list? Yeah, so, like, I have CMC number one. Uh, I have Henry number two. I actually have Delvin Cook number three. Uh, Alan Kamara at number four, and Aaron Jones number five. Okay, yeah. I, I was surprised Aaron Jones was on, yeah, wasn't on anyone's list, actually. I, th- I thought that was kind of, I was kind of surprised by that. Definitely Nick Chubb deserves to be up there too, but like, yeah. I don't know who had Saquon on their list again. I don't exactly remember. Me. I think we all did. I think I, I did. had him. I think Andy and Anush and Tony. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with like nine. I don't think he deserves to be on the list. Like, okay, he didn't play the entire season, so you really don't know where he's at. Like, it's kind of hard to put him on the list, right? But yeah. Okay. So, guys, any last, last thoughts on that or no? Nah, I think we're chilling. All right. Uh, okay. Now let's. We're gonna get into like a new segment that I kind of created. It's called overrated, underrated, or um, in between, I guess. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I have two wide receivers specifically that I want to go over, and um, yeah, we'll just get into it. All right. So the first player was DK Metcalf. I just want to know what you guys think is overrated, overrated. Underrated. Or rated. All right, let's get into it. DK Metcalf is a poverty version of AJ Brown. Damn. DK Metcalf, I'm not going to lie, I do just get kind of annoyed by his fanboys because they call him like the next Megatron. And (laughs) that annoys me. But I mean, him and AJ Brown, didn't they go to the same college? And I just like the way AJ Brown plays. He's a much more physical receiver. He's great after the catch. Like I've seen multiple highlights this season where he just catches a pass, breaks like four or five tackles like there was one game specifically against the Ravens during the regular season I remember he caught it about like the eight yard line and then powered through on his way to the end zone and after seeing that I was like like wow like that's a really good receiver and DK Metcalf yeah he's a big dude yeah he's a physical guy but I don't know he had a lot of drops this season and I think that you know I I just don't think he's as good as other players and that's kind of why how I feel he's overrated. That's fair. I think um, you know, like kind of more like on like the mainstream media's kind of side, I feel like, you know, they overrate the hell out of DK Metcalf. Like like the kind of things that they post like are just kind of like average plays. Um and obviously, but if I mean if we look statistic wise, statistically, um we can compare it to AJ Brown. Obviously AJ Brown played only 14 games. Um, he had 70 catches for 1075 and 11 touchdowns. DK had 83 catches for 1303 and 10 touchdowns. So, I mean, statistically, like, obviously DK is probably a lot better in terms of the yards, 
but the touchdowns are pretty similar. So I think honestly, they can, it, it's, it's kind of close. I think, yeah, I don't know. It's more like if it's more DK being overrated or kind of more AJ Brown being underrated, but I think it's, it's a little bit of both. So I think he's, yeah, he's a little bit overrated. In my eyes, I feel like that DK Mega, DK was was rated perfectly in the beginning in the beginning in the beginning of the season because as you, as you saw Russell Wilson, like he was a top five, he was like he was arguably like the MVP of the league, and that was because like he made DK Metcalf so successful. But like, towards the end, when Russell Wilson started started to decline, um, I felt like um, DK also started to decline. So. Towards the end, I feel like DK was overrated. Yeah, I, I actually have to agree with the mom. His numbers did start to decline towards the end of the season. So, yeah, I think that's a big thing. But, yeah, at the start of the season, he was kind of, like, doing his family well. well. So, I thought this would be a little bit more, you know, two-sided, where he's, like, underrated, overrated. But, yeah, Anush, what are your thoughts? For me, um, DK is, like, just right. Since, like, most real football fans put DK, like, top 10 to top 12. And I think that's a good spot for him, so... I think for, like, a lot of people, they just see is like, you know, he's, like, kind of, like, a physical specimen. He has, like, runs, like, a 4-3 and, like, his size and, like, all of that. That kind of just, like, wows them. But, like, yeah, definitely needs, like, there's definitely stuff he needs to work on, even, like, where he's at right now. But, yeah, I would say he's probably rated to, yeah, he's probably rated. All right. So, the next second player I want to talk about is Juju Smith-Schuster. So, oh, my bad, Nyan. I forgot about you. That's, that's my bad. It's okay. Um, <laughs> to be honest, like, for me, like, I feel like so many people call him under overrated. Like, I feel like if everyone's calling him overrated, at some point he's going to become underrated. Um, yeah, that's kind of what my thought was. That's why I put yeah, him on here. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so, like, he was seventh in yards this year. Um, he was tied for eighth in touchdowns with 10. And then he was 11th um, for yards per catch with 15.7. And, like, those are some really good numbers. And, obviously, he did struggle with drops this year, but I feel like that's a, a fixable issue. We also we, we saw that with um, Nelson Aguilar um, this year. Obviously, he still had a little – he had some drop problems. But, like, I feel like that's something you can fix because um, he's always had to rely on his athleticism to make plays. But I feel like as his career progresses, he's going to realize how important it is to start making catches. Um, we saw it with D-Hop. Like, if you can catch every ball, you're going to be very valuable to your team. Um, and obviously, mm-hmm. I do think he has, like, personally, I think he definitely has the potential to be one of the best wide receivers in the league, um, if not the best. Um, once all these guys get older, like D-Hop, like Michael Thomas, like Julio, once all those guys pass their time, I do think DK is next up. So I'm actually going to say underrated here. Um, oh, but I do, fe- I do feel like, I'll say this, I do feel like the media kind of overhypes him. But I feel like everyone's just calling him overrated, so at some point, Someone's not overrated. They're just underrated. So that's my rationale. All right. That makes sense. All right. Back to what I was saying about Juju. That's like the second, the next person I want to talk about. Overrated, underrated, or rated. What are you guys' thoughts? Um, honestly, I think, you know, I think he, he does get a lot of hate, you know, obviously because of his off-field antics and, you know, his, his TikToks and things like that. Um, But... <laughs> Obviously, you know, I think back when he was with uh, Antonio Brown, he was probably, like, the best wide receiver, too, in the league. Like, what, 1,400 yards, 111 catches, seven touchdowns. Like, he was definitely 
probably the best wide receiver too. But you know, once Antonio Brown left, I think you know he's kind of been like underperforming as a wide receiver one. So I really I feel like he's not like overrated because like not a lot of people like him to be honest. So like it's not like people are calling him like a top ten receiver. Like people aren't. So I kind of just I kind of think he's just right. You know, no one's really like overhyping him. And no one's really like you know talking that much down on him either, so I think I think he's just rated honestly. He's he's decent. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I would say he's just rated, but if there's something that he's over under, it's hated. I think he's over hated. Um, I I agree, but you know the TikToks and stuff, it's not a good look and whatever, and it it does bring like I don't know what the right word is morale down. I don't think many people like him as much after it. Um, and, you know, seeing him get hit like that and on that Monday night game, I believe it was against Cincinnati, like, <laughs> you know, I feel like it, he drove a lot of hatred towards the, the Steelers during the playoffs and stuff. But I, I don't think he's an awful receiver. And I don't think anybody necessarily like thinks he's, he, you know, he's great or anything. Um, but I think that he's really good when he's utilized properly. I think I saw a, a statistic saying that he was like one of the best receivers in the slot. Um, I feel like if the Steelers continue using there, he's going to have success. And just in general, the team is going to have success. But I wouldn't say he's underrated or overrated. Um, yeah. I would just say more overrated. Yeah, yeah so like, go. I would, oh, yeah. Yeah, Amon, what do you say? Yes, yeah, so like, I would have to agree with both Andy and Tony about like how, um, how Juju is, uh, is rated because, like, yeah, it's because, like, he, he gets a lot of hate for his TikToks and his dancing like, on, a, on a team logos. I mean, like, but I mean, like at the same time, um, his numbers did decline from when he played with Antonio Brown. Then now, but but like, but people also forget that the Steelers was eleven and zero at one point, and I feel like Juju was part of that success. So it's kind of hard to say like if he's underrated or rated perfectly. I think like like what Andy was saying, right? Sorry, no, I just want to say one thing really quick. But, you know, like when A.V. was there, he was the option number two. Now, now this season, I think it was kind of interesting, though, because they didn't really have a clear number one option. They had, like, Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and they had him. Like, there wasn't a clear number one there, but mm-hmm. it was like, I'm going into next season, they probably will cement themselves in number one, which I don't think it will be Juju, but I definitely think his numbers will improve because he was getting targeted at, like, the number one option, which probably brought his numbers down in general. So, yeah. What are your thoughts, Ryan? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Tony here. Um, I think he's just rated. I mean, I don't see like people calling him like a top 10, 15 wide receiver in the league, but I also don't see people like calling him trash or or really bad or anything like that. Like he's a quality receiver. Um, I think I feel like people are gonna, just gonna call him trash just because he does those TikToks. But like that's just his personality. You can't hate him his personality all the time. That's just kind of just who he is. Um, he was like ninth in receptions this year. Um, 10th in touchdowns. Um, obviously the yards and yards per catch weren't great, but um, like he's still a quality receiver. I don't think he's anything like special. Like I don't think he'll be a top 10 receiver or anything like that. But I feel like he's just a rate. He's a he's a rated receiver. He's a rated player. Um, and he's just a quality receiver. Um, in that offense, I do think Claypool will, will surpass him next year. Um, he's a really talented guy. He's pretty fun to watch. So. I do think he's kind of just rated. I don't know if he'll improve um, or not, but, yeah, I feel like he's just rated. Mm. All right. Uh, Nushi, you got any thoughts? 
Um, to me, people just like don't get what um, Juju's like role for the Steelers was. Like, they don't need a, a, a like um, um, number one wide receiver. They just need like three number twos, and then that that's what they have. All right, so, that makes sense. That's how. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So now let's talk about NFL free agency. I've been putting it off, but let's get into it. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to break down that's happened over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, we haven't had a podcast in a couple of weeks, so there's been a lot that's gone down. But let's start with the main thing. I think Nine's gonna like this one. Pretty juicy. Dalton to the Bears. What are you guys' thoughts? Okay. Um, I'll just give my thoughts first. At first, you know, like I was, I was definitely considering quitting the fan, the fan base. Um, when they first signed the steal, um, because like we're going from Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles to Andy Dalton for ten million extra, I didn't see like I didn't feel like that prevent, presented a clear upgrade. Um, but kind of looking at it now, um, I do feel like I do feel like Andy Dalton does provide a certain level of like leadership in that locker room, which I feel like Nick Foles has lost that locker room because of like how bad he did. Um, and he did kind of quit towards the end of that Vikings game. Um, I feel like he was definitely fine, but he was doing so terribly that game. He just felt like staying down um, and acting injured. Um, but I don't know. Um, but I do feel like um, Andy Dalton is definitely like a starting quarterback. He may not be the best QB in the league, but he's definitely not the worst. He's just kind of average. I do feel like that's what the Bears need. I'm looking to see if they draft someone and try to trade Nick Foles because um, that's the only reason that really makes sense to me as to why they're signing Andy Dalton. Um, but, yeah, I feel like it's it's a decent move. I mean, I don't know if whether I would agree with it or disagree with it, but I've definitely, like, changed my opinion um, from my initial reaction because I was definitely really, really mad like the rest of the Bears fan base. Let me ask you this. Where – where where do you what team do you think would want Nick Foles? I mean, just as a team, like I don't know, maybe like the Ravens, or they could use a backup because the Ravens want a backup. <laughs> if they have, they if have, they have Lamar mid- Jackson, I mean, Lamar has they have his... Trace McSorley, the goat, and they also have Tyler okay. Huntley, the guy that played in the uh, what is it, the divisional round against Buffalo. They they don't need another quarterback. The problem with this signing is that Nick Foles, nobody wants him. He's got an awful contract. He's not a good quarterback. And we also just signed Andy Dalton, who's not much of an upgrade. If we go ahead and draft another rookie quarterback, we have three quarterbacks. Two of them are average to below average. And then one of them is an unproven rookie. It's a useless. Okay, I'm not saying I'm not saying this is what the, I'm not saying the Bears are a good franchise by any means. They don't have any idea how to evaluate talent at the QB position. But I do feel like the only way this makes sense is if they're able to trade Nick Foles, and it's possible that they attach a pick with Nick Foles just to get rid of his contract, which I know is like around five to six to seven mil. Um, so I think they're going to attach like a late rounder. I know they have a couple of six and seven picks, six and seventh round picks. Um, so that's what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to entice another team to take on a pick and that contract. Maybe a team like um, just a rebuilding team. I'm not entirely sure. Um, what team he would fit on, but if he enticed a rebuilding team just to take on that contract with an additional pick, I do think that's possible. Um, but yeah. Or can't say my I thoughts just, about it. Go ahead. Yeah, so like I at first I felt like the Andy Dalton created. Um, I mean, the signing was terrible, and I still feel, feel that way. 
Like I don't get like <laughs> like I don't get why you sign Andy Dalton when you have Nick Foles. Like they're practically they practically do the same thing. Like they're both backups. Like like they're like it or not. Andy Dalton's a backup. Yes, he's a I mean, backup. He was like, this year. I don't think he's a backup. I don't think he's a backup. I, I mean, so. he was, he, he's year. a backup quarterback. He's he's he not can't. a backup quarterback. He's an average. Yes, he quarterback. I think you guys are kind of no, underrating Andy Dalton. No, like come on, think about it. Yeah, he had a decent. Okay, the only reason he was no. a backup last year was because he was cut. I want to say late May when all of the starting QB positions were gone. No, and he was backing up one he's... of the best quarterbacks in the league. And we saw how valuable Dak Prescott was after he went down. Um, obviously well, he put up well, crazy numbers. That's the reason he was a backup. No, he. He's a bad. He's he's not good anymore. He's not like the That's the guy so you've seen. It. That's so cap, bro. Okay, washed? look. Give me a reason. I, I would rather have Nick Foles at quarterback than Andy Dalton because. Wow, no, then you are just why? not smart. You know, that is just not smart. No, right mind, like, please right let me guys. Let me talk. Nick Foles behind the Bears online. Let me guys. Let me talk. Let me see that. Nine, nine. Let me talk. Let me talk. Oh my god. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, when we signed Andy Dalton, we lost we lost Kyle Fuller because we had to free up ten million, right? Um, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, and I then, feel like and, and then, and then that move anyways, and but... that move lost the locker room. Eddie Jackson posted. How do you know spot. whether that lost the locker room? There's many tweets indicating he's, that he he's an him. insider. <laughs> no, there's <laughs> many tweets indicating guess, that. Right? Like, did he? Yeah. Did he not see Eddie Jackson's tweet about that? He also said, "I love my teammates and I love my team." He posted. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> he, he posted a facepalm on Twitter. So it's an emoji. An emoji dictates what's going on in the locker room. Yes, no, that could literally mean anything. Oh, that yeah. could literally mean like he got a bad haircut or something. It doesn't mean like <laughs> the right locker room's Kyle bad. Got, got cut. It could be a coincidence. I would rather, no, guys, I would rather keep Kyle Fuller and Nick Foles rather than getting Andy Dalton and cutting uh Fuller. Yeah, no, I, I'm honestly, I'm with him on, on this. I just think it was an unnecessary signing. Like, I know, I know Nyan's saying like, okay, what else could we have done? Just don't waste the 10 million on it. Just trade exactly. or trade up in the draft and draft like a quarterback that you like and use Foles as a mentor. I okay, think at the end of the day, yes. Anshul, let me talk. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I think that what's going to happen is that they're both going to be mentors to whoever the rookie is if, if we do draft a quarterback. And if we don't, then that's even more stupid because we have two mediocre quarterbacks with bad contracts that are just eating up cap and doing nothing for the team. I'm assuming there's going to be a rookie quarterback and they both provide the same mentor experience. And I would say Nick Foles is a better mentor considering mm-hmm. he's a Super Bowl MVP. He's has more career accolades than Andy Dalton. I mean, Dalton led the Bengals to like what? Eight playoff games, four, whatever it was. And he lost every single one of them. Okay. I'll, I'll bring this argument though. Dalton has been a starter in this league for nearly his entire career. Nick Foles has, okay. has never been a starter besides with the Bears and another team, which I believe was the Rams. So he has never been a starter in this league. So why would you have a backup, a career he backup, mentor, he also did start mentor for the, your rookie, he did start for the a starter? I'd, r- I'd rather have Nick Foles. He has been Dude, Nick Foles, 10 touchdowns, 8 picks. You want that guy leading your team. I mean, I mean, to be fair, Andy Dole had 14 <laughs> touchdowns, eight interceptions. What are you talking about? touchdowns. Okay, wow. I just, four I just, touchdowns. I just, I just want to point this and out. And two less picks. And he Amon played said, less Amon games. Said, Amon said the locker room was lost because of Eddie Jackson's tweet. But literally five days ago, he said, I love this organization and my <laughs> brothers. So where do you see that he has lost the locker room? <laughs> they told they him. him. They literally bro. told him. They told him on. They told him on. There's many tweets indicating that. 
No, no, there's many tweets indicating that the Bears lost their locker room. Such as? Yeah, point them out. Which ones? Yeah, I, I would have I to go know, my phone and look for the tweets, but I know. No, nah, they had to bribe him money. They like they gave him a signing bonus to make. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> nah, but I, I don't know. I just think it was an unnecessary signing. I think what they should have done that. is saved their money, went up in the draft, drafted someone they like, and used Folder. Yeah, and you Folder. Yeah, okay, if, if you're the Bears right now, we're very desperate to, for quarterback. I don't like. I don't know what the Bears are trying to do. Are they trying to play like, trying to like rebuild i guess they're not really trying to rebuild so they need like be good now they can't really wait for it i mean like, yeah they want to compete but it is not com- it's not a competitive team i'm trying yeah. to do is they're trying to like shift some of that talent they're trying to get rid of some cap space and try and bring out bring it over to the offensive talent on offensive side of the ball um i feel like i feel like dalton is a clear upgrade over Foles and trubisky um like Obviously, Foles, he's a statue. He can't move at all. And pretty much, Mitch can only run. And obviously, he had some decent games, but he can't recover just at all. Dalton at least has at least been a starter in this league for, I want to say, like eight or nine years. And he's been decent. It's not like he's been terrible or anything like that. So, I he's feel like mid. he does provide some at least – he provides at least a starting role. At least a starting role for maybe not a couple anymore. of games before the rookie comes in. So, I yeah, think they're trying to retool this, this organization. They're trying to get some more talent on the offensive side of the ball. Keep in mind, ten million for a starting quarterback—that is relatively cheap. Usually, starting quarterbacks, at least good ones, cost around twenty to thirty to forty million. We even saw Pat Mahomes with that extension; he's going to get fifty million a year. So, I think mm-hmm. they're trying to stack the offensive side of the ball with cheap veterans. They're doing it on the defensive and offensive side of the ball, and they're trying to win. I don't know why they're trying to win personally, but I feel like that's that's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense, Nine. The one thing that I don't fully agree with is, like, it's questionable about the the amount of the amount of money they paid him with the 10 mil. I don't know. He's probably going to pay them less. Still would have signed. Um, yeah. Anyways, I think we could probably transition on to something else. So, yeah. Okay, so let's transition on to the Patriots moves, the free agent signing. Specifically, they signed a bunch of people. All right, notably, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, all right, we got Nelson Aguilar. I don't know Kendrick Bourne. I don't really know who that is. Uh, Matthew <laughs> Judon. Don't know who that is. Joan Mills. Oh don't my know who god! But you know, it's okay. I, I'm a casual. I'm a casual. I like to say so. But yeah, they made a lot of moves. They made a lot of moves. They had like spent like over 170 mil. What are you guys' thoughts? Do you think this makes them a contender? Contender now? Me? They had a pretty no, because season. okay, no, because Cam Newton still their quarterback and like. They, they spent like so much money for, for like um decent free agents like B tier guys like like not like any top tier ones you know so it's like not making them that much yeah better you know? no, I'd rather get I'd rather get five to six like solid good pieces around the team than like one really good piece honestly I think they did really good they got yeah I think they, they gave him good. a lot of weapons on offense you know last year he had basically JV bumps catching the balls. So I think honestly, I mean, to be fair, he wasn't. Yeah, actual. he wasn't good, but but he didn't have anyone to throw to either. To be honest, like it was, but it was equally, you know, the receivers and his fault, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, I find it hilarious. I was able to finesse like a bigger contract from last year, even though yeah. he played like really bad. But yeah, dude, I'm telling funny. you, that guy, that kid at his camp is a paid actor. That's bad. To, to promote so Bleacher Report, they could put some respect on his name and, and praise his accomplishments, and then that way the Patriots are like, you know what, we gotta re-sign him again. Dude, every time Bleacher Report 
Bleacher Report post something about Cam. It's like he's hungry, you know. He's not. He's not. <laughs> yeah. He's not gonna Every play year, bro. The, the comments on those posts are just like hilarious. garbage. Yeah, dude. He's yeah. I feel but like I, mean, like, mm, I feel like he'll bounce back this season. Like Maybe. um, yeah. Even though his stats were pretty bad, um, you gotta take into account that he got COVID and his receivers were pretty like, like his receivers were not existent. Yeah. Like I feel like if he gets more weapons and I feel like like he could really improve. And it was his first year in the offense, so who knows? That's true. Um, yeah. yeah, I would agree. Um like he also had like twelve rushing touchdowns. So I mean like he's kinda yeah. like I mean he's a dual threat still. I mean he actually he can't really pass, but he can at least run. Yeah, I he's guess. not a dual maybe, threat. He's he's, yeah, a, he's, yeah. a he's more a runner, but like maybe, maybe with some better pass catchers. Um they obviously have Kendrick Warren who's pretty decent with the 49ers and then Nelson Aguilar who I do think they gave him like kind of a hefty contract I believe it was like 13 mil per um yeah. which is a lot of money I like you're paying Kenny Galladay Kenny Galladay 18 mil a year and like Nelson Aguilar is nowhere close to Kenny Galladay um yeah. so like I feel like that was kind of a bit of an overpay but he's still like a solid receiver um definitely was solid for Oakland last year I think um, also they're trying to do like yeah, that double tight end combination again like they did yeah. with uh Hernandez and Gronkowski Gronk. back in the yeah. day, but okay. Oh, I, I mean, but... the thing is, like, neither are neither are as talented, and Tom Brady's not the quarterback, so I don't know how that's gonna work out. But yeah, but I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense why they did that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just a quality offensive weapon. So I don't think they're contenders, but I think they're gonna be like they may like barely make the playoffs, maybe maybe get an upset win or something like that. But I don't think they're going farther than that. Oh, uh, like I nine mean, games. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that you know no one's really touched on is Matthew Judon. Honestly, like that, he really boosts that defense. He was probably one of the bigger, the bigger defensive free agents, um, mm-hmm. in in free agency this year. I mean, last year he had six sacks. Um, just I mean, he's just a good you know, linebacker. That honestly, I think the Patriots really didn't have. You know, they lost a lot of guys last year. I'm in free agency, so I think this signing was really big for them just to get, you know, a defensive presence that kind of – it's like kind of the anchor of their defense, something that they didn't have before. Yeah. Uh, Any last – any thoughts, Tony? Mon, Anoush, any more thoughts? On uh, what, New England? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I would just say I think people are underrating Johnny Smith. Like I heard a lot of people say, oh, he's overpaid – on Twitter and stuff, and I mean, he's definitely overpaid. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think he's he's a really good, really good, uh, you know, football player and whatever. A lot of people they pointed at his production. <laughs> um, they they pointed at his production in like the second half of the season and say like, oh, he he doesn't get as many targets, he doesn't get as many receptions, whatever. But a lot of people need to remember that the reason why he was such a good like like I know I'm speaking about fantasy because that just you know wasn't he on your I, fantasy I, team? No. He was he was on my team for a little bit, but um, if you look at his stats, like he, he was incredible the first few weeks of the season, but then as soon as AJ Brown came back, he wasn't getting touchdowns, he wasn't getting receptions, he wasn't getting really any opportunity, and I think that just that's not really his fault. That's just the way that Tennessee's game plan worked um, was either you you go with Henry, you run the option with Tannehill, or you throw to AJ Brown, and I think that's the reason why he wasn't getting as much success. I don't think that's a hit him problem. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to have like a really good year this year. Um, maybe not as good of a year as he could have if Hunter Henry wasn't signed, but 
I think they're going to both work together and they're both going to be able to complement and, you know, share targets and, and just have success. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's transition into went to the Colts. I mean, Sahan's not here, but I think we can all speak for it, for him on his behalf. I thought this was a pretty back. decent signing, but hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I thought it was a pretty decent signing. Uh, in my opinion, but I don't know what you guys think. So. Yeah, this was a um, decent yeah, move, you know. Um, Wentz, like, played with their um, coach before Frank Reich in right. Philly, so. Yeah. And they did well, so, you know, this could work out. Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, they kind of – I think we talked about Wentz um, maybe a couple episodes ago, um, but I think, you know, I feel like he really needed a change of scenery. Well, obviously, in um, Philadelphia, he was, you know, they kind of just screwed him over. Um, so I think, you know, with, with the Colts, they, after Phillip Rivers left, they really needed a quarterback. And I think, you know, that's a great situation for both Wentz and the Colts. Um, and I think, you know, if the Colts, I mean, they just re-signed T.Y. Hilton and they obviously got Pittman and um, they got what Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, you know, they got a, good offense and I think you know if Carson Wentz can even get back to like not not I'm not saying like MVP level like he was back two years ago but like you know just kind of like gets close to there I think they can be really good I think you know he can really help that team uh, make a deep playoff push so I think it's a really good signing um, I have to agree with that um, I feel like it's a really good signing because they didn't give up too much like I, I'm pretty sure it was like a second round and a third round pick I'm I'm not really sure I mean, to be fair, they have to take on his contract as well, which is like yeah. But I, but I feel like he can improve like under like under Frank Reich and um, wait, did I say his name wrong? Frank Reich. Right. Yeah. My bad. That's all good. Um. So yeah. Um. Like and also like besides the contract, um, if he can improve, like that's a big win for the Colts. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I just wanted to point out like. He got traded for a third, and then it's a like it's a second that can turn into a first if Carson Wentz does play like a certain amount of games or like has a certain amount of snaps or whatever. So that means like if he does fill that like um, he does fill that that um, playing requirement, that means like he's at least playing well. He's played up to at least the starting quarterback level. Um, so giving up a first and a third for a starting quarterback like that's not terrible. I mean, um, and it's like. They definitely have a better O-line, um, one of the best O-lines of the league um, than the Eagles do. And obviously, he's reunited with his um, OC from the Eagles. And, I mean, yeah, I'm, I feel like this is the best situation he could have gone to. Like, um, mm-hmm. obviously, I didn't think the Bears were a good fit when those rumors were flowing around. Um, but I do, I, do, I do like this move for the Colts. Indeed. All right. So, now there's a couple signs, re-signings we got to talk about. Specifically, Dak getting re-signed and Aaron Jones getting re-signed. I first want to talk about Aaron Jones, though, because, you know, we got Andy in the house, Packers yes, fan. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't like the signing at all, but, oh, that's yeah, tough. what are you guys' thoughts? <laughs> I mean, come on. let's We can compare. Obviously, I think we t- I talked about this with um, some of the boys in um, our chat, but, like, they, the Bears are playing, paying um, Andy Dalton 10 times the amount that we're going to be paying Aaron Jones okay, the first yeah, year. Okay. We are literally paying, in terms of base salary, $1 million to Aaron Jones over the first two years. And then, obviously, the next two years are going to be $7 million and, like, $12 million. But we're, I'm pretty sure we're going to cut him by then. Um, 
But like, oh, one thing, thing is, I don't like about this, I just uh, sorry, but like, I really liked AJ Dillon. I feel like it's not really giving him a chance. I don't know. Like, well, I mean, he, he's going to be running back too. I don't think, you know, he, he's a big physical running back, but it's just kind of like we use him as like a change of pace. You know, they're two different style running backs. Obviously, um, Jones is more like the elusive, you know, pass catcher kind. And then Dillon is kind of like the bruiser, you know. So I feel like it's, you know, the, the dual threat running back backfield is just, I think it's really good. It's essential to our offense just because, you know, the way the Packers play, they're just, they, they, they like to, you know, do options and things like that and, you know, spread out. And so I think this signing is really good. Obviously, you know, I love Jamal Williams, but you know, he had to go. And I, I'd rather have, I'd rather have Jamal than, uh, not, not Jamal. I'd rather have Aaron Jones and Dylan than Jamal and Dylan. Um, and especially since the front office got such a nice contract for us in terms of salary. So, you know, I, I like the signing, obviously. So, and yeah, I did a quick question. Do you know what the guaranteed money was on that contract? I'm not, I'm actually not sure. Um, I don't know. It was, it was really backloaded. So, a lot of the contract was in the third and fourth years. Um, the guarantee, I think it was more incentive money. Um, I think there's like some like games played and Pro Bowl incentives. I'm not really sure. I didn't really read too much into that. Um, but I think it's, it's pretty team friendly for the first couple of years. So, it's not bad. Yeah, one thing. One thing I want to say is R.I.P. Jamal Williams, fantasy production man. Now that he's in the on the Lions, you know. Yeah. R- rip his career. Anyways, uh, that Dak Prescott. That's that's the next re-signing we gotta talk about. I mean, I feel like this was pretty expected. If they didn't re-sign him, there probably would have been like a riot or some some sort of thing like that. But yeah. Uh, what what are you guys' thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, like I feel like. Uh, He's getting paid the Sean Watson money, and although I don't feel like he's as good as a Sean Watson, um, like at that point, like that's kind of what you have to pay for a premium starting quarterback. Um, we saw how valuable Dak Prescott was last year, and if you got to resign someone, like that's how much you're gonna pay. So like, I don't think it was necessarily good or bad. I just feel like it's what had to be done. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, um, I think honestly, like before he got injured, he was definitely like one of the he was in terms of statistics like he was definitely one of the better quarterbacks in the league I mean he was leading in passing yards for a while even after um he went down with that injury but obviously you know the contract is a little too big considering you know he just came he's coming off a a major injury um with his ankle and so I think you know maybe it was a little bit of an overpay but I think you know to to secure a kind of you know a franchise quarterback like that it takes you know it takes a lot of money so I think you know they did a good job you know locking him up so I think now it's just on that front office I think obviously they kind of put themselves in a situation where you know since all that money went to Dak they don't have as much money as they um as they want for you know to improve that defense um, which I think is probably the biggest part of you know why they're not like a very good team but I think the signing is pretty good for the Cowboys in terms of at least their offense for now. Yeah, the Cowboys are still going to be a mediocre on defense, but yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think that's about it. I don't know. What, what do you guys, what else do you guys think about it? Indian Jesus. No, he's on mute. That's tough. That's tough, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay, Tony, this is your time to shine. Fuller, Fuller to the Broncos. Let's go. This and, is what I want to talk about. Nine's time to cry, but anyway. Um, 
I just I think that it's a it's an excellent signing. Um, the Broncos they needed to improve their uh, their secondary, specifically the cornerbacks. But I mean, they got Ronald Darby now, Kyle Fuller. Um, they also had Bryce Callahan. They had Michael Ojemudia. Um, <laughs> I don't know who that is, but all right. He, he's he's like a I think he was a third rounder or something from last year. He's not awful. Um, and they still have a really high pick, I think ninth this year in the draft. Yeah. Um, they also have Justin Simmons. They just signed uh, signed back Kareem Jackson at strong safety. So they have a really good secondary. And then pass rushing wise, I mean, Von Miller's coming back. Um, they got Bradley Chubb on the other end of the linebacker. And uh, I think they also got Shelby Harris. Uh, on Tony the out here naming the entire team. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, the defense is scary, and they're going to be a threat this season. It's um, a threat to go eight and eight again. Yeah, <laughs> a huge threat. Yeah, they're going to pull a, a 2018 Bears. They're going to have a really good defense, and then choke it in the in the wild card game to a Cody Parkey miss field goal. Sorry, nine. Um, but I mean, they have a really high pick, and if I were them, I would take either Micah Parsons or the linebacker from Notre Dame with it, and just completely like stack your defense up. And then offensively, um, you know, they, they have a really well-rounded team. And obviously, you know, my man Locke, he's, he didn't have a good Locks. year. But I'm confident horse, uh... that he can play <laughs> at least mediocre next year. Um, I think that he's got – he was put in a decently bad situation. I mean, his number one wide receiver, Corland Sutton, was out. Um, he went through, like, three different offensive coordinators or something. Uh, and, like – the mistakes that he were making was just because he was incredibly aggressive. Like he threw a lot of interceptions in like, in like the red he's zone. Bad. Cause, yeah, Cause he's bad. aggressive. Like at least he's not like Trubisky and just like throwing the check down. Like that's every, fair. Every that's play. fair. Trubisky so, has at least gotten 12 wins in a season. I mean, you can't, carry you by just, his you defense. can't ever, yeah, carry carry by ever. It doesn't matter. He was still the starting quarterback of that team. So, he got 12 he's also a backup. The now. Broncos, they also have a relatively easy schedule. So I think that's going to help them. And I think that they could seriously make a wild card, you know, push <laughs> next year. Yeah, you heard that. Um, <laughs> if everybody stays healthy and you know everything goes right. So I don't, don't forget to don't forget the bet we made. Yeah, a five bucks to you. That's not okay, happening. Wait. So we talked about how need to draft Mac Jones. But like, how does it That's impact the Bears? Nine, nine or more. Uh, I mean, how it makes them worse. worse. Obviously, um, it, it definitely makes like makes them worse. It, okay, makes it longer. No, I will tweet actually. No, no, okay. Probably, honestly, probably, it probably, it probably like definitely makes the locker room worse. I don't think it's broken personally, um, but like the secondary is gonna be worse. I don't know what else I have to say. It's gonna be worse, but like. It's it's twenty. How how many teams are going to pay twenty million dollars to Kyle Fuller? I don't think a single team would do that in the league, except for Chiefs and the Saints because they have like broken caps. Like I'm pretty sure that they they definitely did something <laughs> to Roger Goodell um, to get those cap situations. Um, but and nine, what are you I, I don't know about? for 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 <laughs> for okay. Kyle Fuller is above average. He didn't have a great season last year. He had a really yes, good start of this, a really good starting starting half of the season, but then he completely tailed off towards the end. Um, just like the Bears did. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's an above-average above, above quarterback. I, I'm not paying $20 million for an above-average cornerback at all. I don't, know, I don't think point. any team is. So that's why he had to be cut. And he literally said he knew it was coming. So I don't know how that could break the locker room if he himself knew it was coming. It's not like this was just a blindside cut. 
So yeah. Oh, Gino Greenberg says otherwise. Okay. Okay. I mean, dude, like when you look at the the cornerback like salaries right now, like Jalen Ramsey's twenty mil, Marlon Humphrey twenty mil, Tre'Davious White seventeen point two five. Like, is Kyle Fuller near any of those guys? Like, at least no. I don't. There's no. He's nowhere near them. So I don't. I think it's, it was a good move for the Bears. Like twenty million a year is just. They could just use that money on a lot of other things, like on like on Dalton. I mean, sure, bro, sure. I mean, okay, I'd rather. I don't know if you want to bring that up again, but <laughs> nah, Mon's just itching to use that new evidence that he found. <laughs> he's itching. He's fiending to use that. Bro. It's fine. I'm not. Gonna yeah, use it. yeah. He's definitely not worth the twenty mil. So I think you know it was a good move to to get rid of him because he was kind of mid. I disagree. Mid. Like we're moving on, obviously, but. Yeah. Yes. I mean, say what, you, say what you have to say about yeah, yeah. About Fuller. Yeah. At least what how it affects the Bears. Yeah. yeah like, I feel like. <laughs> so you guys want me? You guys want me to use the evidence? No, or... don't use the evidence. I mean, it, then there's no point. I have to connect right? it back to the Andy Dolan thing. We already talked about that, but you know, just talk. I don't about know. Fine. Like, I feel like this is this is like a make it break of the season for Ryan Pierce and Nagy, and losing Kyle Fuller does not. It's not helping that because, like, the I mean, wasn't this team. season supposed to be a big thought, Yeah, I thought last year's season. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but no. Here, yeah, so. there's. That's what oh, we always God. say. <laughs> no, it's this year now. Like, they've had a make or break <laughs> the last three years, honestly. <laughs> honestly, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. It's like the McCaskies. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the Bears have, are hopeless. Yeah. Okay. Recovery franchise. issues, I think. But, anyways. Now I want to talk about the Giants. I feel like the Giants made some nice moves. They they acquired Kenny Galladay. You know, hopefully Saquon's coming back from injury. He's looking good. Tony, what are your thoughts on the Giants? I know you're a big Giants guy, so uh, I'm not a big Giants guy, but uh, <laughs> you're not a Giants fan. Do you think do you think they could beat the Bears? Which nine disagree? Oh yeah, they but... definitely are beating the Bears next season. But no, they're not. It's yes, they are. all right. No, all right, then what is what do the Bears have against the Giants? That the Giants can't keep Ooh, up. What with. do the Giants have against the Bears? Like, uh, a better receiver. Receivers. Yeah. Okay. Who's gonna cover? They don't, who's gonna that... throw to that receiving core? Better defense. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones sucks. He's better Daniel than Dimes, baby. Mr. He's not better than. He's not better than. We don't even have Daniel Jones. Well, I'm dogs. just saying. I'm just saying. Comparatively, Saquon's gonna be back too. Don't forget mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I think it's a make or break season. We're not here to talk about that though. But the Giants, they really needed a number one wide receiver. I think that was the problem that uh, that they had, like, all all season. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, they're great receivers, but they're not number one wide receivers. And Kenny Galladay, I think, jumps them. And I think yep. we're going to see yeah. a lot of success with Slayton and Shepard next year. Um, in addition to that, you know, who do they get? Uh, Evan Ingram Rudolph, still right? there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Evan Jackson. Ingram, yeah, Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph, too. Yeah. I mean, Evan Ingram, I, he didn't really deserve he's a, a bomb. Pro Bowl. Evan Ingram's a bomb. Oh, yeah, he's a bomb. He's a bomb. I mean, he's a Pro Bowler, but... That should have been Tanyan. Should have been Tanyan. But, I mean, they have a lot of good receiving weapons now. Um, the running back, Saquon, should be coming back. I think he's going to have a good year. And defensively, I think a lot of you guys are just not respecting it. They they do a great job at um, clamping up their their opponents. I mean... Keep in mind, they, they were one of the teams that beat Russell Wilson this season, like before Russell Wilson uh, started declining that second half. And they got a lot of good cornerbacks. I mean, I don't know. I just think that their defense is not being appreciated enough. And I think that they're going to cause trouble to the Bears and to other teams. And they're going to have a lot more success than last year. 
They also uh, re-signed Leonard Williams too for like $21 million and he's a good DT, but like That's a I'm lot. not paying 20, $21 million to a defensive tackle unless it's like Mean Joe Green or something like that. <laughs> um, but like $21 million that's a lot of money, especially if he's, like, not the best defensive tackle in the league, but he's not. That's probably, like, DeForest Buckner or someone like him. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, maybe it'll be decent next year. I, I still don't think they're beating the Bears because um, I think it's going to take time for Kenny Dollar to kind of mend with that system. And we still don't know if Joe Judge is a good head coach or not. Um, not. Also, Danny Dimes is like, questionable. Yeah. yeah. He's also a questionable. won, like, seven games. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I mean, maybe it'll be decent. They'll probably win the division with seven games won uh, <laughs> in that division. But like, I don't know. I, I still, I still think they're going to be a mediocre team. I feel like they still need more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. All right. So, any, any, anything else? Any last thoughts on the Giants? Anyone? Nope. Yeah, All right. I, I guess I got something. Um, okay. 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 Hold on. Okay. Like. I just saw this just now, and, like, and I mean, I feel like this. I feel like Daniel Jones will be good with uh, Kenny Galladay because, according to PFF, um, I mean, You're I don't. Citing your sources. Yeah. Like don't, don't you not like PFF? Yeah, I think you, you don't like PFF though. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like PFF. Like, I feel. Like, I feel like this is. I feel like this is really notable to say. Um, apparently Daniel Jones is a, is top three, like in terms of grid and. And throws twenty plus yards downfield in twenty twenty. All right, who are the other two? Uh, Derek Carr and Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Oh, uh, okay. uh, I mean Aaron Rodgers. I, like, I don't like, know if Derek Carr. I, like I feel like if Daniel Jones like improve his um, like improve his fumbles or like like don't don't fumble as much, I feel like like he can like be a lot a lot uh, being yeah. a lot better quarterback. I think he's got a lot That's more a to worry about things to do though. Yeah. Uh, like, a, he, like he, he's, he's, he's turnover prone. He's not he's got the yeah, most he, accurate quarterback either. He he's got to work on his accuracy code. more than his yeah. more than his fumbles. Honestly, he's just also, not. Like, he fumbles a lot. Like I, I, I know, but he also like, misses a lot of throws. I think that's yeah. more. Amazing. He has I mean, a lot I, to improve on. Let's just. Say I mean, he yeah, has yeah. Evan Ingram who like drops every single ball. Yeah, okay, well, that's not going to make a quarterback single handedly bad though. One bad receiver, tight end. Evan Ingram still a bum though. Let's just let's yeah. He's All right, let's end off, end off with that. Evan Ingram's a bum. <laughs> All right, so this has been the Ignore the Whistle podcast. See you next time. See ya. See ya.